0: Head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month Free And with that said, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet. And you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts... Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous, coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 77. I'm Nick Howell.
0: And the only monster in the bank you will ever need, I am Sir (laughs) Ian Dangerous. We just watched Money in the Bank and Takeover Chicago this weekend. This is going to be our recap and analysis show for the two WWE pay-per-views we just had this previous weekend. And you know what? It was a good weekend.
1: They effing delivered. Yeah, did they, they did.
0: I was worried that Money in the Bank, we had kind of an awkward build on TV for it. Not all of the feuds are really hitting. Uh, it, it didn't really feel that exciting going into it, but man, they pulled it out and takeover was lights out, lights out. Absolutely fantastic. Cannot wait to talk about that. But uh yeah, Nick, without any further ado, actually, before we get into this, let's remind everybody to go check out our yes. Facebook discussion group. Yes,
1: yeah, a lot of fun with those guys this weekend.
0: Yeah, everyone's been very engaged. It's been a lot of fun over there. Uh, check it out. Join up and join in the conversation. And uh, as well, you can find us on Twitter at
1: bwo podcast. And if you like what we're doing here on this show, head over to patreon.com forward slash BWO. Throw a couple of bucks in the tip jar or sign up to do your very own shoot promo right here on the show. And there was uh, something that came out that I wanted to discuss as well because there were some matches that happened on TakeOver that we'll talk about later. Uh, Meltzer ended up giving seven stars to that Omega Okada match. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, there were, it, there was at least one, maybe two matches on TakeOver. And I thought we're a little better. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's where the really? whole Meltzer thing comes in, where people get a yeah. little bit angry about that. But it's I, all I'm going personal. Yeah. It's
0: all personal, yeah. man. And and people were freaking out. Like, you broke your own scale. Stars, yeah. My God. You know, I get over it. Come <laughs> on, man. It's 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 one guy's opinion and he can rate it whatever the hell he wants. Sure. And I do want to talk about some of uh, some of that stuff later on in the show. As As you mentioned, it's. Once we get closer to takeover and and we're talking about that, yeah, let's let's get into some of like the match ratings things. And I definitely have my thoughts on like the feud of the year, et cetera, et cetera. But let's not talk about that yet, because before we get into that, we have to talk about Money in the Bank.
1: after the slow crazy build of the last what six weeks now it feels like it's been it feels like it's been, been an a eternity in the WWE between pay-per-views well, which, we got so used to like a right.
0: week between pay-per-views <laughs>
1: back after uh, WrestleMania we finally got to Money in the Bank my favorite pay-per-view of the year and as we were saying a minute ago it absolutely delivered uh, we kicked things off in the pre-show with Kind of a surprise. I didn't, we didn't get our leaders of worlds versus the B team match. No, that's that we not surprising. We were get. This
0: was a long show and they fit a lot of stuff into it. Yeah. So I, I thought they might've done two matches in the pre-show, but no, we just got one. We just had one of the tag team championships get defended. Bludgeon brothers versus gallows and Anderson. We had a little bit of build on this on SmackDown, but not, not a whole lot of excitement going into it. And yeah. it was just kind of like a, it was like a TV show match really. And it was the definition of a pre-show match. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of offense from Gallows and Anderson, and then they got me excited for then, a
1: second. I got to admit. Oh, please! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Bludgeon brothers are on a roll. They they are going to come across as monsters for a while. I really don't see what the end game is with them. Uh, and Sanity. and well, we'll see. We there was speculation Sanity would show up this weekend. I Thought they did. Um, I thought they would. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be on the pre show. I don't think if they if they would. I, I don't think they would do that to them. That would be. That would. Have been, I'm glad they didn't. Then, That's if fair. that was the option. Uh, but yeah, the the Bludgeon Brothers picked this one up. Not a big surprise there. We both picked them to win because they are in a role and Vince loves his monster heel tag teams and who knows what's going to happen next with them over on SmackDown. I'm not really sure what I tag I think team. we're going to see
1: something on Tuesday. I think we're going well, to we're going to have to. Yeah, because who's next? Because the Usos and the New Day are off screwing off doing well, the other Usos stuff. the Usos are
0: nowhere right now. Yeah. So And they had a kind of an aborted feud With them where it looked like something was going to happen with Naomi and then nothing. So, yeah, on both, I got to say on both brands, the tag divisions a bit floundering. I'm not sure who in the back stopped loving the tag divisions, but they they stopped loving them. Never
1: in like tag wrestling.
0: Uh, Moving on to the main show, it opened... With Daniel Bryan coming out to probably one of the biggest ovations I've seen him get since he came back, but we were in Chicago.
1: Yeah, we have to talk about Chicago as well. Throughout Chicago's going to get brought up a lot
0: yeah. on our show today because <laughs> ups and downs with that crowd. I, I love the. I always love the energy of Chicago. I love the passion. I love the intensity. I love. I, I don't love how much they like to get themselves over sometimes, but yeah. what are you going to do? Who that's, cares? that's kind of modern. It's, it's
1: part of wrestling. It's, it's part of the fun.
0: At least modern crowds. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but the excitement, I thought it was a good way to kick off the show to have Daniel Bryan come out first thing and boom, the audience is hot because it's Daniel Bryan. And then Big Cass comes out and because the energy is still there, he actually gets a, a significant heel response You know, as opposed to this is kind of a, a flat feud really at the end yeah. of the day, but they got a little extra spice on it. Because the crowd was so amped for the show, so that I thought I thought it was I thought that was a good way to start the show. The match wasn't much. It was uh, it was big. Cass getting a couple of big boots and uh, uh, big moves on Daniel Bryan. Follow away slam from the second turnbuckle, I think at one point, point. and then Daniel Bryan just getting him in a heel hook and tap 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 real quick. So
1: it- I actually thought this was Cass's turn. Uh, Daniel Bryan got the last one. Uh, you know, we thought we I think we differed in opinion on the last one as well at Backlash. Yep. Uh, So now I thought that since Daniel Bryan got that one, this was going to embroil it and take it all the way to SummerSlam potentially. But no, now Daniel Bryan has back-to-back wins over Cass. Is this blown off? Is this done at this point? I think it's pretty much done at this point. Okay. I,
0: I think if they were going to have it continue, this would have been where he won. And we're going to see, like, with our pickums. Yeah, I had one, too, on the show where I thought the feud was going to continue. So I thought the heel was going to win in order to continue the feud. And I made the wrong choice. I think we
1: all kind of thought that was. And
0: uh, and on this one, this one, you picked the heel because you thought the program was going to continue. Right? Obviously, it's not. Which I ain't mad about. I'm kind of glad I was right on this pick. Um, but this is this is how Daniel Bryan can lose to you know people were freaking out when he lost clean to Samoa Joe, right? And, and he's he's lost a couple of times on TV. And it's, uh, Please tragic, let that be the next. Department. Tragic win, tragic losses for for Daniel Bryan. It's like no, no, no. That's. His character. He's gotta lose a few so that when he's up against a guy like Cass, who does look physically imposing next to him and, you know, is several shades more orange than he is, (laughs) it's it's something where you believe he's an underdog. And when he wins, it feels like a real victory. So, you know, this is why like everyone every time people are like, Oh my god, Daniel Bryan lost a big calm down. Okay, calm down. As long as he's still winning feuds like this and doing it, doing it convincingly as he did here, yeah, it's it's all fine. I don't know if they're going to push him to the top of the card or give him a bigger feud just yet. Again, we've talked about the fact that his his contract is up in September. He hasn't re-signed. So, he, until that's figured out, I think they're going to probably kind of uh keep him circling the airport
1: if you will Samoa Joe program for SummerSlam and I will be a happy boy <laughs> we got six eight eight weeks yeah we
0: have. we'd get it uh, we got to get through extreme rules the pay-per-view apparently they can't find any words to describe yeah, a- according to right. their promotions for it
1: what is extreme rules well, uh, uh, it's a
0: uh, uh, thinking thinking yeah. I don't know uh yeah I I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. I, I'm thinking the Extreme Rules might actually surprise people if they, can, uh, if they can put some good programs together. We cleared a lot of, st- of stuff with uh, Money in the Bank. Speaking of which, we cleared off the, the disgrace that was the Lashley and Zayn feud. It finally came to an end. Lashley beat the crap out of Zayn, and no one cared. This match was Dead people just did not care about this match right uh because it was just such a horrible bizarre build and uh i i mean i don't think there's any argument right now this is the worst Feud of the year, at least in WWE. Yeah, especially if this. If this is the clapper, This is the closer. This is the capper. Cool, we're done. Let's move on. Yes,
1: please. Next. I, I, things, I almost don't even want to talk about this anymore because uh, okay, good. We're, we're past to, it. We're done. The only thing I want to
0: talk about here is is I I'm worried. I mean, there's going to be damage control you got to do with both of these guys now. Yeah. Both of these guys came oh. out of this looking worse. <laughs> you know, yeah, what I mean, did. and that's the worst kind of program to have is when both guys come out looking less. People are less over for Lashley now. They just don't care about him uh sammy zane definitely lost some of his respectability from this i mean he got a big cheer but it's chicago so they're gonna cheer for him but it's where it's where the rest of the the world perceives him that's really going to matter and where the backstage perceives him that's going to matter yeah so i i worry about both of them there's going to be some damage control that has to happen with both of them
1: there, there were two missteps in this pay-per-view this was one of them nobody gave a shit we'll talk about the other one here in a little bit but uh, it was one of those where it, if, if I heard – the minute I heard Sammy Zayner Lashley's music come on, I would have gotten up and gone to get another beer. Just Oh, yeah. I I, I think I actually looked around the arena as well, and it was kind of half it was, empty. It was
0: too early for a piss break. Everyone.
1: Right. <laughs> so. But I'd, I know what's coming. Uh, I, I, I would have gone and gotten a beer, taken a whiz, whatever, because I, let's just move on. Well, as long it, as
0: you were back in time for the next match, which was the Intercontinental Championship match between Seth Rollins and Elias, which – Frankly, like it kind of came not out of nowhere, but I don't know. Elias hasn't really had any major feuds yet. This is like his first really major feud, his first major shot at a title. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I mean, he kind of opened my eyes a little bit with this match where you know I've I've always thought he could wrestle he had a couple of big matches earlier in the year against like Roman Reigns and some then I think he had one against yeah uh, he had a couple against Braun Strowman
1: sure but I felt like he was just working this is the first time I'll go on record like and say full this is, is the match. first time I've seen Elias work a good 20 to 30 minute match 20 yeah and and Really overperform from my what my expectations were of his in ring ability. I don't
0: think it was quite twenty minutes, but it was definitely a longer match. I, NXT yeah. like the longest match I saw him have was Shinsuke Nakamura for ten minutes or something like that. Yeah. So this was this was definitely a long form match for him, and it started off a little bit, um, a little average, I would say. But it heated up real quick. Once
1: he got vicious, and once he started trying to just do some really nasty Healy stuff to Seth, that's when I really got invested in the match, and I was like, "Oh, hi, Elias!" Well, and they and at the uh, close to the end
0: of the match, about four fifths of the way through, um, Elias sidesteps Seth goes for a dive outside, and Elias sidestepped him, yep. threw him into the bar- into the barrier, and then without hesitating threw him into the ring post, grabbed him again, threw him into the stairs and then threw him back in the ring and continued the punishment. And it was all done so quickly and so viciously. You know, a a lot of times I've, I've heard triple H even say to, to people in NXT uh, or in interviews like, Oh, when you're, when you're working slow, you think you're working slow, slow down more. And that's something that you can see with the WWE style where they try to, you know, have these long grind out matches and whatnot, but, there's something to be said for putting on the boosters at certain points in a match. And this lit up the crowd when he did this. And it lit me up because it was some serious fire. It felt like he was going on a rampage and a vicious one on Seth Rollins. And it really worked. There's something to be said for speeding up your matches at certain points, finding the ebb and flow of the match and speeding it up at the right time. That was the perfect time to hit the thrusters and go full speed because from then on, the match was just lights out. It was it was awesome, and it was intense, edgier seat. And Seth finally gets the roll-up for the win, holding the tights. So I think this might not be over. No, this is might, not over. This is going to continue. I hope so. I hope we have more, more of this because I like where this is going. I'd like to see this build a little bit more. And it shows that they do have chemistry together, even though the only downside is is they look so similar. Yeah. The only way you can tell them apart is that, that Elias is a little bigger and his pants are a different color. <laughs> he doesn't. not wear Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pants. Right. That's about it. Um. I. I if this was. A, if this was the '90s, you can imagine them being like a tag team, like a. They put them. They, they put them together as brothers, like the the Roadies back in the '90s. You know what I mean? Yep. The, it's Seth and Elias, the Roadies, and they'd come out all like sneering at the crowd and throwing guitar picks at them. You know that would be their gimmick back in the day because they look so similar, but.
1: Uh, it's nice to see. I liked the the back and forth at the very end of the match. Uh, the constant kickouts, the constant uh, you know on uh, late two counts. Uh, I loved seeing that the roll up there at the end, the double roll up, and then Seth finally getting the tights and and you know getting the victory. That kind of stuff I really really just gets to me and it gets that fire going that you were talking about. So I think I think this is definitely going to continue. Uh, there's no way that they can just end it on that. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean they could, but. I- it could be a satisfying ending, but I, I think they have room to move on with it to, to keep to keep it going. Um, I thought the fact that that Seth had a bum knee at one point, he injured his knee, quote unquote, yep. and Elias didn't go for it uh, might give them something to to work with. Uh, I don't know if they will, but it, it made Elias look like he wasn't a killer, like he wasn't going to go for the injured body part. He was just going to sit there and punch him. So anyway, things to think about. Yes, let's move really on. enjoyed this match. Same, but. There was other better stuff later in the show yes. as well. The show kept going uphill from here with one notable exception.
1: Uh, but we did have the Women's Money in the Bank next, which was really good. I re- there was not a lot of botchiness going on. I think when we were talking about this before the show, the only thing we could call out was uh, there were some uh, missed, some late interruptions uh, oh, when they were yeah. at the top of the oh, ladder. Naomi
0: was Naomi had that thing unbuckled and Becky was down beating up Charlotte and not even going for her and it was like <laughs> um, <laughs> Becky I love you but could you could you stick to the match?
1: Right. <laughs> it was very apparent to me that they had practiced this. They had worked through this. They had really choreographed it. You had like you eight know.
0: refs around the ring. Sure. Kneeling but, with all the yeah. women who were like selling outside. Let's and not going, ruin
1: everything right, for everybody. All right. Go
0: now. Go, go, go now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything was being very cued. But but at the same time, the action that was in the ring was very crisp and it was hard hitting. There was some big spots in this match, not from Alexa Bliss, mind you, she no. doesn't take bumps, no. but uh, from a lot of other women. Uh, Sasha took a nasty bump on a ladder when Ember Moon gave her, I think it was a, a press of some sort. I can't remember exactly what the move was. She gave her a full on press on this ladder, and it looked just nasty. Naomi did a, did the splits on a ladder. There was a few just gnarly moves in this match, and and I loved it. And even Lana did. Uh, she did a she gave the X Factor to I think. It Natalia, she gave the X Factor to somebody on a ladder. Lana looked good in this match.
1: I w- I was, was skeptical over. about my pick going into this match uh, of Lana. But I there was a, there were several points in the match where I go no this this is actually shaping up it looks like they they're actually going to give this to Lana this, yeah. I actually started to believe my own hype in a way
0: yeah I I started to believe my own hype because I had picked Natalia and was she in was in the ring like once she was barely in the ring she yeah. came she was out for most of the middle of the match and I was like ah that's their way of getting her in at the end she's going to get a shine spot and no Nope. nope. she get in and right back out and Alexa Bliss ends up picking up women's money in the bank um given what happened later in the show was this the right choice to give it to alexa um or should we talk about that later when we talk talk about about
1: i want to talk about that part later okay if we can uh after that but when i when this first happened i kind of went huh you know i'm not mad at that i think we i think we both said previously on here on the show that it, she wouldn't be our first pick. She's one of those that doesn't need the briefcase, can be plugged in at any time. But would be good with it. But he's going to be really good with it. And that was my first thought. I was like, oh, okay, she Was
0: For me, she was the Miz of the women's group yeah. where you know she could get the title shots on her own if she needs them, but she'd be great with the briefcase because of what she could do with it. And that was borne out later in the show which we'll get to but first we have to get to probably the most hated match of the night if not the worst match it's not the worst match by far the guys did good work in the ring or at least as you know as good as they could mm. roman reigns versus jinder mahal was absolutely crapped on
1: bless you chicago
0: crapped on now here we got to talk about this because Here's the thing. There has obviously been some. There there are varying opinions as to whether or not it is appropriate to have this kind of behavior that the Chicago crowd had for wrestling matches, and and they did everything from throwing a beach ball around to doing the wave to literally dozens of chants. Uh, I have I have a list here of okay. chants that that I heard. I heard a CM Punk chant, not surprising. Duh. I heard a boring chant. I heard Rusev chant. Uh, all of those kind of expected. They chanted for the beach ball. They chanted asshole when someone broke the beach ball. I think a couple of times cause it, because we had a couple beach balls during this match and they chanted asshole every time security guards would come out and well, get them or someone in the crowd would break would, would rip them apart. You know what I mean? It's got to that point now where because there was a beach ball at, at takeover as well and someone immediately destroyed it. Good. And yeah. True beach balls. If you bring a beach ball, you are an asshole. And You know
1: what you should bring is a, I'm not uh, sure a, if the a busted were, wide open poster.
0: Uh, that yes, yes, absolutely. I'll send a t-shirt to anyone who brings a poster. and yeah. shows it. On. If we see a busted wide open sign on TV, we'll send you a t-shirt. That's, yes. There we go. Um, but that being said, yeah, beach balls, bad. And I think they might have been calling the person who brought the beach ball asshole. I'm not sure. But the fact of the matter is, in this match, I could see why they would throw the beach ball around. You know what I mean? Because it, that's that's a it's a protest thing. When it's done during a good match, no. This is a protest. This is this is all audience protest. They also chanted, "This is awful." They chanted Johnny wrestling for Johnny Gargano. They chanted the Let's Go Cena. Cena sucks for some reason. They chanted delete, delete, delete. Uh, they chant they uh, they said that f you. This match sucks. End this match. Um, I heard a chant for Velveteen Dream for Jericho. Jericho for some reason Y2J.
1: <laughs> well, Y2J. he just beat the shit out of Naito, you know. So, it was uh, crazy.
0: Um, yeah, so it was there was a lot of chance during this match, and a lot of people just trying to crap on the match. Here's the thing. Here, so let's compare this to the Lashley and Sami Zayn match, which had absolutely no heat, and that's way worse for those guys because there was no reaction. Yep. It's always better to have a reaction than no reaction, and this was probably as live as the crowd was all night. They were pretty hyped for a lot of things but they were just up in arms, pitchforks and tor- torches for this match. Uh, and, you know, there was like Charles Robinson tweeted out after the ref he tweeted out, you know, it's really disrespectful. It, he's like, I love Chicago, but it's really dis- disrespectful. When these guys are working their butts off and putting on a good match to have this kind of response to it. And, you know, the counterpoint to that is, they're not trying to disrespect the wrestlers. They maybe are, but but it's more about the fact that th- th- you're not giving them what they want to see. You are. They are paying customers that come here for a certain product,
1: hundreds upon hundreds of dollars.
0: Yeah, and this is not what they want to no. see. And it's in the middle of a bunch of other things that they want to see. So yeah, if there is if if they ordered a hamburger with no pickles and you give them pickles, they're gonna complain. That's going to happen. They're not going to sit there and just eat the hamburger with the pickles. Sorry. So, if they're going to have a response, if they're going to vocally respond to that, you need to take that into account. Now, whether that's going to be heard backstage, (laughs) you know, who knows? Obviously, they have their own way of spinning
1: it in their mind. The one thing that I want to say that really stood out to me uh, when all of this really started going during this match is there was a shot on the hard cam where Roman and gender are doing their thing in the ring. And the, the audience that's on that front row floor section right behind the ring on the hard cam, every single one of them is looking up into the stands. Off oh, for the beach ball. Whatever it is. The yeah. point I'm trying to make is that they're not watching your product. They're not watching what you're doing in the ring. And I think when I notice that at home, that's a big deal. So now you're not only distracting the people in the arena, you're distracting the people at home because I'm wondering, what are they looking at? Yeah. What's I mean, going on up I, there? I want to see what's going on up sure. there. This t- and this they'll is never terrible. cut
0: to it because it is the beach ball. It's always the beach ball wow. when they do that. And I remember, I remember the match where Cesaro ripped apart the beach ball. That was what's going on. You know, everyone's looking off to the side. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, is it disrespectful to the people who are busting their asses in the ring? Yes, it is. But here's the thing. You know, the only way that you can protest the product that you're getting that you don't like is either be silent and turn your back which will probably be more effective to be I honest I agree or you know sh- crap on the match like they did and I don't I don't really see another way to try and get the message across so on a certain level I'm kind of on Chicago's side here uh and it was I mean it was entertaining to me at home <laughs> as someone who had no excitement for that match as well.
1: Right. Um, I was constantly trying to lean in going, "What are they saying?" Yeah. I what mean, are they chanting this time? They
0: were in open revolt oh, yeah. against this match. And it you kind of had to expect it going into a smart city like Chicago, um but yeah, I anyway, I thought it I thought it was I thought it was warranted if vicious. I did think it was warranted, but they're not going to listen unless it happens all over America. But bottom line, uh after a fine match, I suppose, Roman Reigns uh, the, the, Sunil Singh was, like, supposedly injured outside. And that was the most entertaining part of the Thank match. Thank
1: you for bringing that up because I had forgotten about that part. That was the that was the only thing redeeming part of that match was especially his uh, introduction of gender coming out <laughs> and, and struggling to, like, <laughs> even uh, speak. Uh, and then, of course, he gets uh, interferes uh, with the match, and it's all a work, and it's it's just brilliant. That, I mean, that's, that was funny. That's, that's so good. It's old school. It's, oh, it's yeah.
0: super old school. It was funny, but it, at the end of the day, it was... Also, lame because Roman punches him through the chair, you know, over his wheelchair and then gets back in, almost gets rolled up by Jinder. And then Spear, one, two, three, Roman wins, lol. And pfft, there you go. So yeah. Roman, Roan picks this up. I thought this was going to continue and Jinder was going to pick up the win, but <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently, uh, I have too much faith. Um, that being said, something I did have faith in that I was rewarded by. Happened in our next match. The Smackdown Live Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Carmella and Asuka. Well, well,
1: well. Well, well, Ellsworth. Ellsworth.
0: Ellsworth. Ellsworth is back.
1: Awesome. Yep. Can't be mad at this. No. There's just... You know, as as fun as it was last year, I, I absolutely love Ellsworth. Uh, we, I think we were both excited maybe for a return around the WrestleMania time frame earlier this yes. year. That didn't happen, so... It's very, it's perfectly timed for him to come back at the point that he started all of the controversy last year with Money in the Bank. Now he shows back up at Money in the Bank. I, I love the whole big picture story of 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 this return with all of the story of him coming out of last year. I'm I'm concerned about Oscar. I you think uh, it's too many losses? Uh, I
0: I don't, I don't know. I think I think she can't. Here's the problem: is it does. On paper, look bad to have her now lose all these times after never having been beaten. And Carmella now has a victory over Asuka and Charlotte on paper. (laughs) But that gives her more stuff to play with. And everyone who's watching is going to say, You didn't really beat him. You know what I mean? Although she did really beat Charlotte. (laughs) She did. Oops. Twice. Um, But here's the thing I don't think this is too many losses for Asuka. I think we have a real long way. She still looked in this match like a killer. Uh, it looked like Carmella was barely staying alive in this match and was able to put together some offensive moments, but it never really looked like Asuka was losing this match, per right. se. You know what I mean? Until she got distracted by Ellsworth's return, showing up in her Asuka garb and then revealing his face. What do you um, think
1: of that, by the way, as his return? I thought it went
0: on too long. I thought, I thought it was too long before he revealed himself because Asuka was just sitting there staring at him like an idiot for five minutes. I thought it could have gone quicker, but at the end of the day... As soon it was as that, effective. as soon as that hooded figure showed up, I was like, "I was right." <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumor that he had canceled an indie date in China uh, on the day of this, and that's uh, that's why I said he was going to come back. And uh, that was uh, that was a call that we had in the Pickhams got me a little extra a little extra pointage there, but there wasn't really
1: a whole lot to this match besides him coming back. You know, yeah.
0: Carmelo retains. Now we have a new twist on on her. She can be even more Healy. He does can this be heely continue too. with
1: Oscar or does she move on to somebody else and do the Ellsworth thing? I
0: suspect she'll move on now. I yeah. suspect that there's something else will happen. Oscar lost her title shot and now it's, it's going to go into somebody else. I think it's just going to be Carmella, just, you know, running rampant over the women's division on SmackDown with Ellsworth as her, as her, as her, you know, Sunil Singh as yeah. her, as her, as her buddy, um, the, the noble typical and Mercury. goon, yeah. noble and Mercury. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, but, Speaking of SmackDown championships, we gotta talk about the WWE Championship last man standing match between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: So pause for 1 second and let's before we talk about the match, is it the right thing to do? Maybe it's subjective for the type of pay-per-view and the uh, the gimmick of this pay-per-view. Is it the right thing to do to put the WWE Championship match in the middle of your card? I wouldn't like say this? it was the middle.
0: It was the third match from the end.
1: Uh, it was a third sure, match sure. Sure, sure. It was two I title matches. I feel like that needs to be the, and then the biggest money, title. Money.
0: But here's the... Okay. Let, let's save this for the end. We'll talk about the match order at the end. Fine. Because, Fine. because I, I yes, I think that it was at the appropriate spot. Because the next match was Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax. And then we had the men's money in the bank. So this was at the right spot for this match, I think. Uh, and... I have to say, this was the best match of these guys' feud. Uh, Yeah, totally. Like, head and shoulders. Uh, And it paid off the whole thing so well at the end. It took a long time to get going. Um, And I didn't like how much offense Shinsuke got at the beginning. There's a problem that I have with the WWE style of booking matches where the heel gets an inordinate amount of offense in early and beats the face into oblivion.
1: Well, to counter that, there's one, something that I would say that I said a few weeks ago where I, there's, AJ Styles has just been this dominant force for the last year or two, and there are certain people that have certain wrestlers' numbers, especially heels to faces. And I think Shinsuke Nakamura is one of those heel characters, especially once he flipped and started dick-punching everybody. everybody. Uh, he has AJ Styles' number, So I actually liked the fact that Nakamura came out swinging. He looked like he knew all of AJ's stuff. He looked like he was gonna just bulldoze AJ Styles. Frankly, for one of the first times in, since we've seen him in the WWE,
0: the problem is is having that him give AJ that much damage telegraphs. That's not how it's gonna go. You know what I mean? It was so it's a you. It was so much sure so, I though i think it just went on a little bit too long of shinsuke dominating aj i'd like to see a little bit more swings in this match it would have created more drama frankly that's really what i'm i'm talking about here yeah. is no i'm with is, you on is that. just that that it would have created more drama to have like have aj get a little bit more back than he got back he was you get one move in and then shinsuke would dominate him again throw him you know throwing him outside the ring and just kicking the crap out of him um you know, he gave him a Kinshasa on the tables at one point, and which, was, which looked awesome, by the way. Uh, there was a lot of awesome moves in this match. But the takeaway was, at the end, it kept getting more and more vicious and more and more brutal until finally AJ... Get, like they they And they even back out again. You know, the, the, I like the fact that eventually uh, AJ gets Shinsuke's knee injured. And so now they're kind of more on even footing. And they're both having a hard time getting up to mat- to meet the count. It was all, you know, it 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 evened out eventually. It was a long match, and it felt like it had a long build to it. And I think if I went back and watched it, I'd appreciate it more. Yeah. Um. But then the the end of the match with AJ giving the, uh, the Styles Clash off the stairs to the ground, and then Shinsuke propping himself up on the desk and going, Come on! And AJ kicking him in the nuts. As i like, just, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah. And then getting up, and then just... Just that, that grim determination on his face, getting back up into the ring, getting up and jumping and doing the phenomenal forearm from the ring onto the table, onto Shinsuke. It was just, and I, and I don't often curse on this show, but I can think of no better way to say it than it was such a great fuck you moment to Shinsuke Nakamura after all he'd been through yep. that it put such a good cap on this. and I want, We both wanted Shinsuke to win. Because we wanted to see this continue, and we wanted to see this uh, you know, build with the dynamics inverted. But this was such a great way to cap this off, and it was such a good payoff. It's such a satisfying payoff that I'm not mad at it.
1: No, me either. Uh, I think AJ showed something, especially in the second half of this match. Uh, he found a sixth gear that I hadn't seen yet, especially in the WWE. And I, I really liked that. And I think it takes the right pairing with the right chemistry to be able to get to that gear. Yeah. And the fact that they've had three to four of these matches now. It's I, taken a while to get here. <laughs> it's taken us a while to get here, but it's good to see somebody who I thought I had seen all his stuff, and I I hadn't seen just how far he was willing to push himself yet. Yeah. I think if you go back to some of his TNA time with Joe and Kurt Angle and stuff, you could see just, yeah. some of that extra sixth gear stuff that he would put through. But, man, uh, I had not seen hit this level of AJ Styles in the WWE in the last couple of years, and this was a fantastic – Expose of like look at what these guys can do. You know, just from beginning to end. Well, it's, it's the
0: storytelling as well. I yes. mean I think I mean, here's the thing. Conversely, as opposed to Lashley and Zane, both guys came out of this looking good. I was worried about how Shinsuke would look coming out of this feud if he lost. That's why I picked him. I'm like, you can't have him lose here. But you know what? The way they had him go out uh did make him look extremely dangerous. Made him look crazy. He made him look dangerous. It made it look like AJ barely survived this guy. Yeah. Uh, and AJ is one of the best guys in the company, so I think that Shinsuke did look good coming out of this. Um, I don't know where they're both going to go from here. Obviously, I think, I think this is over now. I think this is conclusively over. Okay. I don't know how you move on from that finish.
1: There are a lot of guys on SmackDown Live waiting in line for that opportunity. Yep. Next in to to go after AJ. I think it's smart. I. If it were me, hypothetically, if I'm fantasy booking, I would have had not go over here and take this to a blow off at SummerSlam. This is a SummerSlam kind of feud. I think
0: people were getting sick of it, though, is what
1: I was hearing. Yeah, and it's it's a good two two months away too. So I, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's
0: that's the thing. I just I'm wondering where Shinsuke goes. That's more my my that's curiosity. There's a, a lot of people that can go for AJ. Where does Shinsuke go now? Does he go after the U.S. title? Because he's he and Jeff Hardy just had a match where Shinsuke Dick punched him, and I could see Jeff having a beef. But uh, I don't don't know.
1: U.S. title feud with Jeff Hardy? I wouldn't be mad at that. Mm, Me either.
0: Give Nakamura a damn belt at some point. The dude has just been losing since he came to the main roster. He needs a significant win.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Speaking of significant wins, the Raw Women's Championship was the last singles match before the men's Money in the Bank. It happened next. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Very controversial around here at the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena. Uh, we've had a lot to say about this. We've had a lot of online discussion about whether this feud was ever going to be saved. I gotta say, this match—I'm not gonna say it saved a feud. The, the build was still atrocious. Now, feud's over, but uh, but it was a but man, this match overperformed majorly.
1: So I wanna I wanna be clear because I know there's a lot of people that are probably waiting to hear what I had to say about this. Um, <laughs> because I've been so quiet about it in the past. Um, the I want to agree with you. I want to say that it definitely overperformed to what I was expecting it to be. I think we've got a lot more to see yet still out of Rousey, but I think as we've said here on the show, it's a long game. We're going to see that uh, growth over time. I'm going to be interested to see what it look what she looks like when she's not in a David and Goliath scenario, so to sure. speak, uh, where she's actually facing off against, you know, a competitor her size, of her yeah. stature, you know, uh, a Charlotte Flair versus Rousey. Holy smokes. I would love to see that kind of stuff, but uh, I, I'm not mad at the way this finished it, it. Hopefully this is the finish and we have to talk about how it finished. Yes. Really quick. There were two finishes. Really? There were, yeah. Well, there was <laughs> a no finish and then there was a, Oh my God,
0: uh, there was a, there was a finish. There was the supposed swerve, even though we kind of, we kind of knew that they were going to do something. We yes. knew they had booked themselves into a corner where if Rousey won and walked out the champion, it would be very controversial because it would be her first singles match. There would and be a coup. Yeah. Be, would, <laughs> a lot of people would be really pissed. They just basically put the title on Ronda. Right. And if Nia beat Ronda clean, then you're burying Ronda right off the bat. So they really had booked themselves into a corner. So we had said, like, they've got to do something else. Someone's got to cash in here. There's got to be some shenanigans, a DQ, something. And all those things happened. We had a DQ because Miss Money in the Bank, Alexa Bliss came out. Hit Ronda with the briefcase, beat her down with the briefcase, and then went back in, uh, beat up Nia Jackson more, cashed in her Money in the Bank contract, and then wins the WWE the Women's Raw Championship by getting, by a Twisted Bliss off the top rope. Yes,
1: so. uh, it's it's pretty rare of the what thirteen or so years that we've been having these matches for there to be a cash in. I think it's only happened once or twice. Twice,
0: twice. Dean Ambrose in two thousand uh, four or 15, 15 16, 16, 16 was, okay. 16 was Dean Ambrose. And then 2010 was Kane. They did it the same night. So the, she's only the third person to cash it in successfully on the same night. Ziegler tried, I think, but he didn't actually on go Del th- Rio e- for the world championship though, that yeah, but he would, he didn't actually cash it in. So yeah, only this is only the third one. Gotcha. Where it's actually, actually happened the same night. Wow. Um, so yeah, so a, a big deal, but again, their only way out of this, really, out of this Nia Ronda yeah. thing. But okay, so great. That's the finish. Alexa's the champ. She walks away. We'll talk about that in a second. Can I just say, keep Ronda off the mic? But my God, that woman can work in a ring. At, for the experience that she has, she's freaking fantastic.
1: She's and her, she's only going to get better. She's only going to get better. Her. This her, is what I've been wanting to see all year. Yeah, oh is, my God! Is, is is Ronda in the ring? And I think it's going to be a different kind of match, like I said earlier, when we get her, you know, not against a monster, but sure. uh, when we get somebody that can actually work and do tie-ups and I all kinds the, of stuff.
0: I, and I like the dynamic they ended up setting up here, you know, despite that, despite yeah. that it was against a monster, I thought that Nia played her part very well. I thought, you Still know, doing she,
1: the judo hip throw on Nia Jax. Oh, <laughs> when John,
0: when she threw Nia, yeah. that's, I mean, that's legit strength. You had a show of strength. You had a show of skill. Uh, she did a. She did. She went to the high rent district. She came off the top rope. and Rhonda came off the top cross rope body. with a, cr- a beautiful crossbody. She looked great, and her selling in this match too. Uh, Naya gave her that power bomb, that insane power bomb at one point, point. and I. She looked genuinely rattled to the fat to the point where she got up and still looked dazed and fell perfectly through the ropes. And for a second, I was like, "Oh wow, she really hurt." And I'm like, "No, she just fell way too perfectly there." That was such an incredible sell.
1: I'm sure you can all imagine the reaction. I got, uh, see, uh, you know, you, that was the yeah, reaction. Yeah. You were like, oh, she hurt her. Yep. So much for your million dollar. Oh, God. Anyway,
0: anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were wrong here. But- I am
1: too. To be, to be completely fair. And in my own defense, I am totally, uh, I'm glad that this worked out the way that it did. Uh, yeah. I'm glad nobody got hurt. I'm glad Rhonda looks great and shows great potential for the future. I'm actually glad that, um, uh, Alexa Bliss has the title again because, as you said, it was the only way out of this. Do we go Alexa Bliss Ronda Rousey for SummerSlam? Is that what we're looking at now? Uh, I could see it being likely, very yeah. likely. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a big match, man. That yeah, is, that's
0: a big match. Um, I mean, I think could, what you
1: want about Alexa.
0: Well, this is the, here's here's the thing. I don't. I'm getting really cool on Alexa Bliss. I'm not liking the fact that over and over and over again, I see her going over people and not making them look good in going over them. She made Mickey James look like crap. She made Bailey look like crap. And part of that's the writing part of that's her wrestling style. Yeah. She does not take a lot of bumps. And when she does, she doesn't always take them. Well, I'm generalizing here, but keep an eye on what Alexa bliss has been doing over the last few months. Whenever she's in a match, which she rarely is, she's, she seems to be scared of getting hurt. Um, or or taking, I mean, you look at everyone else in the women's money, in the bank match tonight, and there wasn't a single person who did not take a nasty bump at some point, except Alexa bliss. Um, She seems to be avoiding them. Now I could get proven wrong. The jury, my jury is still out. uh, And there is no doubt that as an entertainer, she is top tier. She is, she has made me laugh out loud on numerous occasions during some of her promos. Yeah. But as much as WWE is about mic time, I, I, there for me to truly respect a the superstar, they have to be able to bring it in the ring and not be afraid to take some bumps, like Ronda Rousey did in this match.
1: Some serious bumps. She took some serious. That bumps. That sit out power bomb was. Just oh my god! Good god! god. You know, Getting, they shooting, shooting slow mo too, and her neck went like three bro- 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 different ways. She got whipped against the
0: wall by Nia yeah. too, which which honestly looked brutal until you saw it in slow motion. And then it was like that was perfectly executed. This was uh, another thing I like about Rhonda and it's something that like I was thinking about, like what is it about the way she performs that is so engaging? It's, so, it's just so electrifying when she gets in there and starts doing her thing. Yeah. You know, when the, when the whole, like the grin comes off and the, the trying to figure out how to talk and the mic goes away. It's something that like, the only thing I could think of was other uh, former shoot fighters you know what I mean? Like like Brock when he first came back from UFC and still had that pepper or or uh, I was thinking about some new Japan guys like like uh Suzuki yeah. who used to be a shoot fighter or Shibata uh Dan Severn people who've been in a real fight. And even to some extent Sonia Deville has a little bit of this where there's just an extra pepper to their moves in there and there's a there's just this um uh, the presence to like how they sell.
1: No, I get it. You know, know what I mean? mean? Yeah.
0: They're, they're in the present with it. They're not thinking about selling. They're actually selling because to them, it's real. They know how this actually feels. And so they're just going through the motions of how it actually is. That's what she comes across to me as. And it's like the best actors in movies when it's real to them, right? Yep. It's more real to you. And that's what's happening with her. And she's still very raw. Pardon the pun. But she's still very raw. She's still got a long way to go. Can you imagine once they really mold her? Once once she, I mean, she's still learning how good she could be. Yeah, it's. I I, I gotta say, I'm I'm really excited after seeing this match.
1: Me too. Ninety five percent of her focus needs to be on mic time and and promo work and all of that stuff. And she's taken plenty of acting classes and all of that stuff to not really have any excuse at this point. But I, I think it's just time. I think it's yep. just. It's time being in the environment. She's got to become a weekly staple on television. At some point. And all of that will just mold itself Mm -hmm. and work itself out. I'm over the moon excited at this point. For the potential of Ronda Rousey, uh, I've been holding off on saying anything like this because I actually wanted to see her in a match. In a
0: singles match, yep. But
1: uh, now that we have, I'm I'm actually really excited for the potential yep. of this take, woman.
0: Take all the time you need. Yep. Uh, I'll go back to my Mark Henry reference, like, take the time. You got it there. Mark Henry took until 2011 to get Hall of Pain going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, sometimes it takes a while just sticking it. Uh, she's going to be great. A quick note before we move on to Men's Money in the Bank. Uh, coachman commentary Terrible. i i'm going to kill him yeah. i'm going to kill him uh, at one point in this match nia was giving ronda a bear hug and coachman freaking goes oh shit it's time for nia to rest or sorry, for ronda to rest and catch her breath and then she'll she'll figure out a way to fight back coach it's a goddamn bear hug sell the damn don't break kayfabe you idiot i'm i'm so furious at his, his the inanity and the just the incompetence of oh, I'm his sure commentary he, got an earful. he did it right cory gave him an, an earful right oh, there yeah. he, he said it was the dumbest thing he'd ever heard in his life yeah right there on the show i don't know if he was shooting or if that was the only reaction reaction he could have sell the bear hug it's a debilitating move it's a move that's supposed to drive the wind out of your opponent yeah. and leave them broken and you have to tell sell how the opponent is fighting back out of this horrible horrible move not oh well she's taking a break and resting you moron what the hell? And earlier in the show during the gender match, the same sort of thing, man. Yep. We, 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 He's we, just oh, been g- terrible. Since gender. Gender is just trying to beat Roman to make a name for himself. That's an ex WWE champ. You nutcase. My God. I, oh, I just want <laughs> I, like at least like Booker T. Booker T was incomprehensible, but he was entertaining. All right. Coach is actively bad. At this point, like he's actually blowing up the business. Okay, I'm going to come rant over that. was if, It made me
1: insane. If he is still on commentary, let's say by SummerSlam, <laughs> I'll be I'll be surprised. He, he's going to be dude. Ugh. He's going to be. Okay. I,
0: I, at this point, I mean, Byron Saxton is way more over with me than, than code. Byron's actually gotten really, really good. Yes. I'm going to say it. He's gotten Percy Watson has gotten really good.
1: I mean, look at Vic taking over for Morrow on and TakeOver this weekend. Yep. I just, it, There is so many talented yep. commentators in your company. and This is unnecessary risk. And say
0: what you will about Michael Cole. Yes, he is nothing but a catchphrase spouting, uh, bland cardboard cutout of Vince mouthpiece. But at least he can 90% of the time call a damn match accurately. Yes. You know and not, not completely blow up the business. He can, he can actually give you the story of a match, and when he's let loose, he's actually really good. Go watch Beast in the East. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, okay, deep breaths, deep breaths. Ronda does not leave with the belt. I take plus five on the pickem for this, but neither of us picked this right uh, because Nia technically won by DQ, so. Okay. Um, oh, I don't that, think in any no way, 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 shape,
1: or form, no either wait, of us.
0: Ronda is- did win by DQ because she got hit. So Ronda won by DQ, but she doesn't get the title.
1: Okay. I, eh, well, uh, it doesn't. But anyway, I don't think either of us called Alexa winning money in the bank, the briefcase, and I don't think either of us called a cash in or us, you know, get somebody else other. We than... We did Na- call a
0: cash. We we said I said Natalia. I was like I thought it was going to be Natalia because of the whole friendship angle.
1: But basically, we, we did we both say that neither of those two were going to walk out with the belt. Uh, we both said
0: Rousey was going to win the match, but uh, I said that Ronda was not going to leave with the belt. Okay. Specifically.
1: Um, and th- I certainly didn't see it being Alexa bliss. I'll I, say that.
0: No, but it does make sense. It, it did actually, I was as a second option behind Natalia. Yeah. It made sense. They clarified earlier in the show that you can't cash in on anyone, not on your brand. So for anyone to cash in on that match, these were the only two real options were Natalia and Alexa. Um, I thought it would be Natalia. That's what I said on the last week's show. I'm not mad that I'm wrong. I think that her being, uh ronda's friend is gonna work now because now you can have a little mini feud with alexa and natalia maybe alexa could call natalia old won't that be nice oh yeah um but yeah so it's fine it's it's i'm i'm happy with this i'm satisfied alexa's the champ let's see what happens going forward maybe ronda can actually beat the crap out of her and make her actually sell
1: yeah well we're down to the end we're down to the men's money in the bank match yes uh wow what wow. a
0: slobber knocker
1: wow good uh, grief this was stiff af uh there were a lot of big hits spot fest oh my god spotfest uh, not as many as i actually thought there could have been
0: not a lot of logical storytelling here but um, a lot of spots a lot of
1: insane spots so let's just call out some of our favorites. Um, mine, of course, at the beginning was Braun getting covered up with ladders. Buried, buried by ladders.
0: Everyone else ganging up on, on Braun from the get-go. From
1: the bell ringing. It and just,
0: covering him up with ladders.
1: We got to all take out Braun. And hilarious. It was hilarious.
0: And kind of telegraphed the the ending. If well, not, I still didn't believe the ending until the ending actually happened. Yeah. I got to be honest with uh, you. Me too. Me too. And we we go we go talk about that. Yeah. We let's in fact let's run through this match really quickly because it was a lot of fun. But you know we can talk about Kevin Owens getting thrown from the top of a ladder by Braun Strowman or the coup de grace from the top of a ladder onto Bobby Roode in the middle of the ring. All the other crazy spots in this match. We can talk about them all day long. It was insane. Everyone worked their. Butt off in yes. this match, and it was great. It was a fantastic Money in the Bank match, exactly what you wanted it to be. But at the end of the day, uh Kofi Kingston, who by the way we both said should have been the new day member that went, even though I said Big E,
1: you said Big E. Uh, I think I said Xavier. I uh, said Xavier. Kofi,
0: we agreed should have been the one to go in according to kayfabe and history and everything else. So glad that he did go in. I, was, I had lost faith in WWE. I thought they were going to go ahead and push Big E. But no, they had enough big men in this match. It made sense to have Kofi. I'm glad they had Kofi. He was clinging to Braun Strowman's back as Strowman was on the top of the ladder battling Finn. They were all hitting each other. Kofi gets shrugged off. Finn gets dropped on the ladder. Monster in the bank. Braun Strowman. Is uh your money in the bank? The winner. one
1: guy in that match that really just Did, didn't, didn't need it. Didn't need it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a waste. <laughs> I mean, you're a Braun Strowman fan. I I, and
1: I was even you know him. I was torn. I, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. Here's the
0: thing. Okay, so let's 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 talk about it. Braun Strowman wins the money. Like the one guy we said sh- just shouldn't win it. We don't have to worry about Braun Strowman winning it. First of all, big guys never win it, and he doesn't need it because he can just challenge Brock tomorrow. Blah blah blah. Right. right? Why does he need this briefcase? Because is he going to come out tonight on Raw and say, I'm the money in the bank winner. I want to challenge Braun Strowman now? Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar now. Right. Well, why,
1: why is he going to do Ledner. that instead of just cashing it in? Uh, that's what
0: I'm saying. Like, is he going to wait till someone else has a match with Brock and then cash it in as a surprise? Because it used to be you could cash it in whenever you want and set a date for when you're going to have the match. Why would he need to do that? Why would he? I mean, I doesn't. Why would he need to come out and interfere with a match? He's Braun freaking Strowman. You know what I mean? This made no sense to me. The only way that it makes sense, and this is the this is the dangerous thing I want to talk about. This, the only way it makes sense is because they want to have one more accolade under Braun Strowman's belt. They want to put one. They gave him the the greatest Royal Rumble. They've, you know, he's, he's
1: had, he has no titles. He was, he he
0: won the tag team championships by himself. That's right. uh, And then gave them away the next night because his partner was a child. Right. Uh, So, I mean, at this point, they are very much in danger of going down a Roman reigns path with Braun Strowman, And I'm, I'm calling it now that they are starting to push him too hard. You don't need to push him this hard. He pushes himself you know and and this was something that could have gone to a much more worthy person uh someone who actually needed the push Not in their of worthy career worthy the right word worthy is absolutely the right word because bron it this is this is beneath him he doesn't need money in the bank
1: oh i see what you're saying okay yeah i agree okay? with that
0: someone else who needed it more yeah um and, and there's there's a lot we were talking about there's a lot that a lot of these guys could have done with that briefcase as far as storyline yep. Guys who could have legitimately been Universal or WWE champion, if you'd given it to the SmackDown guy, right? You had two, you two Raw guys, two Raw people win the win the briefcase this week. Um, you know, you could have given it to someone on SmackDown and had something going on with AJ, but no, you gave it to Braun Strowman for some reason. Well, and,
1: that was funny. You brought that up because that was my first thought when he unclipped that briefcase. It wasn't like, yay, my boy Braun won. It was. Oh wow, they put both of them on Raw.
0: Well, yeah, well, they, they did, except one of them's already been cashed in. So now there's still only one briefcase out sure. there. Sure. So and it's only on Raw. But that's I mean, that's almost a secondary story here. The big story is Braun is going to come to the point now. Now he's he looks more like a guy. You know, there was that one Royal Rumble, one against all, blah, blah, blah. Roman against everybody else, and everyone just crapped all over it because Roman sat out the entire thing. He didn't look like a legit whatever. Braun looks like a guy who can take out the other seven members of a Money in the Bank match legitimately, right? Yes. He does look like that. Um, he looks like he he is a legitimate monster. He will never... I don't think he's ever going to be the guy the way they wanted Roman to be the guy or Cena to be the guy, right? He's the Andre to Roman's Hulk, if you will. He's the attraction guy. But if you start to push him like a, like a Roman Reigns or a Cena... People are going to start turning on that too because they're going to start seeing this overpush, and the overpush is what drives everybody insane. And even though he looks more of like a legitimate person who could be a super Cena or a super Reigns, he could be—you know—he's just the Brock, the the Brawn, the monster. It's still going to to rub people the wrong way once people start getting fed to him on a regular basis, and he just can't—he becomes another Brock where he just can't be beaten. Yeah, that's going to really rub people the wrong way. So they have to be really careful. And this is the first big misstep that I've seen with their building of Braun Strowman.
1: Well, I, I, I think about, uh, let's see, when was this? There was a time on the show several months ago, maybe turn of the year timeframe, frame where I said, I think Braun Strowman is the backup plan in case the whole Roman experiment doesn't yeah, work. Oh, we, yeah, we did. And, and I that. think we've talked about that before. And I think, not not taking it as far as you just did, but I think that there's an element of that here. Oh, where sure. Where they're beginning to witness that, okay, this Roman thing isn't working out too well. Let's let's really start to push let's Braun give, Strowman. Let's give, we talked about it for WrestleMania. Let's give That's Strowman some
0: rope. Let's give him some, 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 some reins. Uh, let's give the horse some reins. Hey, now. Let's give him a little bit of the lead and see what he does with it. Right. Yeah. But here's the problem. They're not just giving him a lead. They're like, they're clearing the brush ahead for him, you know, and people don't like that. It's like, no, let just let him run. Just let him go to, to drive the metaphor into the ground. You know, it's, it's one of those things where we don't want to be, we don't want to feel like someone's being pushed on us too much. Even someone who's, they've done such a good job with like Braun Strowman. So anyway, that's long story short. That's what they have to be careful about. At this point and going forward. Now they may do something interesting with this money in the bank briefcase that I'm not seeing right now, or I just don't believe that they would do. But I'm I'm nervous and I'm not entirely happy about Braun winning, but I'm not mad at it either at this point.
1: I'm I'm skeptically optimistic.
0: Ex- there you, go. The way I, I there you
1: see, go. I want to see Raw tonight and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, understand what the plan is. Because I think it's pretty, you know, are we going to get Brock versus Braun 2.0 this year? Was it SummerSlam last year we had that match uh, with those it was, two? It
0: was night of Champions, I think.
1: Night of Champions, yeah. So it was. I think it was right after SummerSlam, but it was around the same time frame. So here we are a year later. We're going to get the same kind of setup. I, I want to see if that's what the plan is. I could certainly see that being booked as a fun match for SummerSlam, but uh, now he's not going to be in the match. He's but, going to be the guy sneaking in to beat up to Cash but in the what's, contract. what's
0: Roman Reigns Going to do. He's the uncrowned universal champion, Nick. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, yeah, Braun Strowman, your, Mr. Oh, sorry, your monster in the bank. That's one that I'm going to get. That's, that's a catchphrase. I'm going to get sick of real quick. Yeah, I'm already exactly. kind of sick of it. And they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do that uh, for the rest of the year as long as he has it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be the case. Well, Ian, uh, that's that wraps up our our coverage of Money in the Bank. What were some of your key big takeaways of this really long and kind of big pay per view? Well,
0: it's the first one of the new big style. They they started it an hour early. Now it's an hour longer for all these pay per views. I thought it was a little long, but they did. You know, there was a lot of good stuff here. I'm I'm worried about when we have a a pay per view, the quality of backlash for four hours. That's going to be terrifying oh, yeah. uh, but at least with this one i felt like it 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 grew as the show the show went on it kept energy i liked the pace of everything i like the order of the matches i thought everything was in its perfect place its perfect position uh and it kept the crowd hyped and good lord the crowd was hyped
1: yes absolutely chicago absolutely showed up uh as i've said many times this is my favorite pay-per-view of the year it delivered on multiple levels only a couple of little letdowns but for the one thing I will say is that if you look on the WWE network, it's actually listed as a three and a half hour pay-per-view. So when we got to about the seven o'clock mark Pacific, I was sitting there going, wait, they've still got to do the women's, uh, the raw women's championship and the men's money in the bank. And they're going to do that in 30 minutes. No, it ended up being completely wrong. Somebody probably typoed, but whatever, uh, Yeah, not much to say other than we got two money in the banks that we probably didn't expect but aren't really mad at. Uh, We got a lot of good matches out of this. We got to see Ronda Rousey wrestle in a singles match. There's a lot of good takeaways from this for the future going forward. But this wasn't the only pay-per-view that went down this weekend. We still have to head over and talk about NXT TakeOver Chicago.
0: Well, we started this whole thing off with the tag titles, uh, Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong facing off against Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch. And you know what? The, the term Bizarro World is bandied around a lot, but this is one time where I actually felt like it was Bizarro World because the Chicago crowd was so hot for the Undisputed Era. They were losing their minds and they straight up booed Lorkin and Burch, who were the, the faces the undisputed error are the 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 asshole heels and Lorkin and Birch got booed which i thought was Bizarre! Yeah. It was bizarre.
1: That's not the intended reaction, guys. No,
0: I mean I, I understand. Come on all Chicago, for, this get is, with the program. Yeah, I'm all for the crowd playing their part, but you got to play your part in this whole thing too. Cheer at least, cheer for both of them. You right. know what I mean? Like that was the one time when I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> this is what Vince must feel like every time Roman comes off of a WrestleMania." Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it, this here's here's the thing. I, I can't complain too much about it. the crowd. Was lit for this match, so lit, and this match was balls to the wall as as we expected it was a hard hitting fast like super
1: fast paced this is one of the stiffest wrestling matches i think i've watched in recent memory it, you, haven't was, watched, you haven't watched enough new japan then. I, that's fine that's fine <laughs> let me, let me blah, 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 blah. this is one of the stiffest matches in the wwe i've seen in recent memory well these two were hitting the piss out of each other. that's the
0: last time you watched lorkin and birch in a match My god the, jesus christ the the hits that lorkin was putting on to kylo Riley. Kyle Riley Kyle was putting hits on people this was insane and by the end, thank God, this is what I was going to say about the Chicago crowd. They came around at the end, uh, undisputed era, pull out the win, sneaky victory. And uh, after Adam Cole gets kicked off of the at a ringside, Brilliant. and the crowd chanted bullshit. When the, the cheating heel got kicked out of ringside, they chanted bullshit. Come on, guys. Yeah. But at least at the end, Lorkin and Birch lose, and they're in the ring beaten up uh and they st- staggered their feet to a standing ovation yes. so you know what way to go chicago you came back around on that one thank you yeah way to um, go
1: Ording, Loken and uh, and danny birch holy smokes if
0: they they punched their ticket with this match Absolutely. i mean if, if people didn't know who they were before they know now they know these are some hard sons of bitches so oh. that, no i i i have to say that was some that was some redemption there uh we both saw that coming undisputed era no one's taking those belts off of them for a while no. uh i like that the next match was Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet. Mm. We were waiting for this one, man. Mm. And I, I got to say, it was a different match than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as fast as I thought it would be. No, it wasn't. And I think part of that, was, I, I think that was, I, that might have been am complete speculation yeah. was them telling Ricochet, Slow down. Yeah, work the WWE style. We want to see. twenty two. Slow wanna, down. We were, well, I don't <laughs> know about that, but just see You know, see if you can. See if you can work this style. I mean, yeah. can you can? It was still an v- incredibly entertaining match. Bunch of great psychology. I love. Even out the gate, they had some really entertaining aspects that didn't really play into the the story of the match, but were really fun. Like the fact that Velveteen Dream came out dressed like Hulk Hogan,
1: and even doing all his moves to the
0: crowd. Yeah, Ugh. but then Ricochet came out. And Ricochet is a big fan of The Rock. He's always said The Rock is his idol, right? They get in the ring, and right before they start the match, they have the WrestleMania 18 stare down between Hulk and, and Rock in the ring, where the one looks the one way the and the other way. They did the exact WrestleMania 18 stare down. I was that was adorable. Oh. I that was I was I was fully sports entertaining. Full disclosure,
1: by this. I didn't notice that. So Re- I, that really, was, no, I didn't know that. That's what they were doing. That's absolutely what they were doing, and it okay. was awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, I. I, I there's a lot of stuff I liked in this match and a lot of crazy big spots. There was that massive suplex to the outside that to I, the floor. Yeah, that I thought Ricochet was dead. Um, we had some across like some huge aerial moves where they both went across the ring at each other uh, and countered it. Yeah, great match, fantastic.
1: Rico- Ricochet did a shooting star press off the top rope across more than half of the ring. Uh, guys, if you're si- sleeping on Ricochet. <laughs> Please go back and look up some of this stuff. This is insane. Well,
0: ironically, no one is sleeping on Dream because he was over as hell, even yeah. getting chance the next night. Um, and, you know, I, I, he's like we said, he can take losses because he's still over. Yeah. He'll still go over. He'll still be over even if he loses. No one cares if he loses because he's just so good. It's only a matter of time before this kid gets called up to the main roster. And I heard rumors he was going to be around WrestleMania, but the fact that he lost here... I don't know if he's going to have another feud or if they're just ready for him. Uh, I'm terrified what they're going to do with him on the main roster, though. I mm, got to say, mm.
1: I, I, for me, I think this is more of a, a taste test of what Ricochet is actually capable of, based on his long history—20 years or so of wrestling—and they're like, "Okay, we need to, we want to pull the trigger on this kid, but let's go see what he can do 1st I'd not be surprised if in the next couple of months we, he shows up in 205 Live.
0: I think they're just trying to see what his range is, you know, because yeah. we're, we, you and I are so used to indie Ricochet. I'm used to New Japan Ricochet, who is just balls to the wall, nonstop, go go go. That's not the WWE style. So I think they're trying to see if he can, you know, do work a different style at yep. this point. Um, speaking of working a different style, who do we see in the crowd? Keith Lee. Keith Lee? Keith Lee! Keith Lee officially debuting on NXT TV. Could not be more excited. Yes. I am ready to bask. And I could see him
1: in his glory. mouthing. Uh, mm. Be prepared to bask in my glory. Oh. Uh, oh, we are ready. We are prepared. Oh, I'm so prepared. If
0: you don't know Keith Lee, he is a he's a big, big man who does things that no big man should be able to do. He is massively strong. He is incredibly nimble and agile, and he's got charisma out the hoo-ha. Uh, you are going to be entertained by Keith Lee when they start putting him into some stuff. So, mm. um next up we have the women's championship, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. I felt bad for these ladies having to follow these two other matches because there was no way they were going to live up to it, and it did take the audience some time to adjust to the more psychology-based match yeah. that we had with Shayna and and Nikki, more, you know, more character work here, where you have the crazy Nikki Cross and the the professional Shayna Baszler and Shayna just not knowing how to deal with this crazy chick, and a lot of it was Shayna selling how how Nikki made her feel, and you know, Nikki how was just crazy. Doing her, she is well, Nikki just doing her crazy shtick, and then Shayna selling it is what made it work. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are down on Shayna, but I think they need to take a step back and look what Shayna did with this match. She was freaking fantastic. Not only did she work really well in the ring; she looked crisp. All her moves were great, but the way that she her her facial expressions, the way that she sold Nikki Cross was
1: fantastic. Or Nikki's crazy. Yeah, like Nikki turned her back on her at one point and said, "Come on, come put me in your put me in your do it, clutch, do it, yeah, do, come it, do, on, it. do, it. do it, yeah." <laughs> <And just laughs> fantastic. The highlight of this match for me was when she actually was uh, choking her out in uh, the cure food of clutch, whatever yeah. what she calls it. Well, she has a name for it. It's something that is something. Is it the to Clutch? Yeah. Okay. So she's choking her out, and Nikki does this thing where she puts her hands out and just smiles and then just drops and passes yeah. out. I was just, oh, God, I stood up and I just went, that was brilliant. Theater. By the
0: way, Nikki sold being knocked out really well. When she woke back up, she looked like someone that had just been put to sleep. Yeah. And, and Shayna looked like she legit had that hold on. So... If Nikki was a little woozy, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like when she really <laughs> cranked on that 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 head uh, the headlock, I was just like, "Damn!" No, the, the, and then Nikki just
1: just cutting off the circulation to uh, her carotid it was, artery. It was as Nigel
0: <laughs> would say. It was really it was really well done. Um, a lot of people I know were kind of crapping on this match online, and to them I say, "Calm your breasts, This, is. this match was was just what it needed to be. Yes. Take it out of context of the rest of the show. And it was a great match with great character work. Shayna is the best heel they have in NXT and might be the, one of the best women heel they have. She just gets natural heat. She, people just don't like her. And she plays that part perfectly by not giving them what they want. They want her to be big and flashy. She's, I'm not going to be big and flashy. I'm out here to hurt people Yeah, and then leave tough shit
1: and she looks great doing it
0: yep she does i'm 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 loving what they what how how much progress shana has been making
1: well hey next up we had to go over and do the other side which was the men's championship alistair black facing lars sullivan uh I gotta admit i didn't really like this match i have
0: much. to say this was the this was the least match on the card for me as well and it wasn't just the major botch at the end where Alistair with the uh, the the black mass and Lars still tried to sell it. Sort of, um, that's understandable. It happens. It's not ballet, right? You know what I mean. These but, are big dudes. Yeah. It's just there wasn't a whole lot else to the match that was engaging. Nope. Um,
1: it, I didn't feel that the stakes were there. I didn't feel like after weeks of build up and especially last week when Lars put him down three times with the freak accident. Yeah. There was no visible like weakness of Alistair, Alistair Black from Lars. I didn't see uh, Lars get the best of Alistair at any point in this match. And I'm tr- I'm struggling to see, and you mentioned the botch at the end. That was kind of the, the cherry on the cake for me, where I was like, and hey, listen, guys, just to be clear, I'm not marking the hell out over Lars Sullivan over here, just defending my boy. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm being real because I, I love both these guys, you know, both these guys, both these guys. They're fantastic in the ring and they're both really good on the mic. I want to see both of them successful, but it felt like they didn't practice. It felt like it would, they were unprepared. There was just too much stuff going on. And I feel like it, maybe there wasn't any kind of choreography done to this well, match that they went out there. Calling. Or it was just, they were just having an off night because it wasn't like it was a
0: bad match by any stretch. This was just, you know, compared to everything else on this show, this wasn't the best match by a long shot. You know, the, it was still better than most of what we had on money in the bank. I'd have to say, like i I would take this over half of the show uh, half of the stuff on money in the bank. so it was it was still a fine match. And we're just so spoiled by what we see in NXT. But it, at the same time, you know, this was, I thought, a good title defense for Alistair because it did it. he he was on his heels. He wasn't as on his heels as he maybe should have been, as you said but it, he was on his heels for this match and it showed that he could beat a monster and it established him as the champ. Now, personally, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I'm not a fan of champ Aleister Black. Me either. I don't think it works for his character. Agreed. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it feels weird to have this guy be your champ. Um, and that's not to say that he's not championship material. I'm, I, it's, it, he absolutely is. He should be top of and the And you card. know, I would say the but, exact
1: same thing about Lars Sullivan.
0: Yeah, he doesn't need the belt either. He right. should just
1: be a monster. They need to just both be those kinds of monsters. The characters. Yep.
0: You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're characters. And having them be at the top of everything, it does feel weird. But at this, and, and the roster is deep as hell in NXT. So they, they have other options. But that being said, I'm liking these guys at the top right now. It's fine. Let's do this. Let's give them the shine. Give them, you know, see what they're made of, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, who do you, who do you see Alistair facing next?
1: That's a good question. Um, nobody that's on the kind of mid card of NXT right now really pops as the next thing. I mean, Ricochet certainly has that potential down the road, but I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's hashtag too soon. But or Velveteen Dream even Velvetreen, Velveteen 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 could possibly go go up there and get it. Um, and he would be a fun champion as opposed to, you know, like an Alistair Black or something, especially as over as he is. Jesus Christ, um, can you imagine? He would, he would sell tons of merch and be a, an awesome representative of that brand. I don't know, though. I feel like the tag team division gets a lot of focus right now and has the kind of depth uh, that I feel like you were referring to a second ago, but I don't feel that way yet about anybody that's that's like, who's next for Aleister? I honestly don't know. Who do you Mm -hmm. think is going to come up next?
0: Uh, I mean, I just gave a couple of examples, you know, Ricochet or, or Velveteen or, or uh, Keith. You know, they could just inject Keith Lee into it. I don't. Sure. I think I think he's got a way to go. I think they're going to massage him around a little bit more before they actually throw him into this. Uh, certainly not Kona Reeves. No, I hope.
1: Uh, uh, Dijak is an interesting prospect for that. He's got to uh, get built as well. He's got to get built up, sure. But yeah. I mean, we've got a long way to go. Where potentially Alistair could have a long reign here.
0: Yep, I'm very curious to see uh, this week on TV who pops up as being the next challenger to Alistair Black we might not even know for a few weeks Yeah, so maybe. very interesting so we gotta to get to the big the big news yeah. the big match of this this pay-per-view the street fight between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa one year after DIY broke up in Ciampa that all
1: bastard. Son of a bitch!
0: Betrayed Johnny Gargano in Chicago at this very Allstate arena. Here we are again. Johnny Gargano has kind of just lost his mind now. He's all out for vengeance. Revenge has, has taken over his mind and his soul. And um he you know, his wife's walked away from him. Although she did come back at the beginning of the show and gave him a uh the the, the, the the crutch, Tommaso's crutch. That he had broken in that half. He had broken or in half. And it was, said, it, it, they said his close. ass. Yeah. Kick his ass, Johnny. Which I thought was a little much. I think it would have been the storytelling better if she wasn't there. Whatever.
1: I'm nitpicking. Uh, I think it's fine because of the way they shot it. Because immediately the camera yeah, turned. Oh, His was, music yeah. kicked. And he's walking to the gorilla ah, curtains. Ah, and I'm like, ah, yes! It worked. It felt like a video game. There was love so it.
0: much of this match that felt scripted. And I didn't care. It was like because an 80s it was, movie
1: that I loved. Yeah.
0: It was, it was just, it was just a, such a well-told story <laughs> from top to bottom. What a bananas, bananas, hard-hitting, uncomfortable to watch. Match. Good God, this was violent.
1: I don't think I've ever seen the ring mat pulled back to expose the wood during a match.
0: Hell in a Cell, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker—only one, only one I can think of. Yeah, uh, in recent memory, at least. Oh my God. But uh, but yeah, it was. But the way that they did it was particularly good, where they just they pull. He, Tommaso pulls out the corner, pulls it back from the corner, and then they they just leave it there. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in this match, and they did it in the last match too, where they they set stuff up. And then they make you forget about it.
1: Like they pulled the mats back on the concrete right. on the floor. And It
0: doesn't come back till way later because right. you, you know, before, before you're thinking, okay, who's taking this? And then later you've forgotten it's there. And all of a sudden it just shows up and you're like, oh crap, right, that thing, damn. This was between, between Tommaso getting whipped with the belt, taking an a, uh, air raid off, like calling back to what he did to Johnny last year taking an air raid off the top of the boxes onto the table on the concrete, which, by the way, dear God, what a bump. Dear God, what a bump from both of them. Yes. And then Johnny's sitting up there in the old Tommaso Ciampa position, looking like he's just kind of g- d- dazed gazing off into the sunset.
1: He's and watching then, him get loaded up on the stretcher. There's
0: so much little storytelling moments in this, yeah. like Tommaso taking off uh, like when, when Johnny's beaten up, he takes off, uh, Johnny's ring, his wedding ring and spits on it and throws it away. Oh my God. <laughs> just such an evil bastard.
1: Son of a bitch.
0: I just, I love that. By the way, I, I, if you're the audience member who screamed out, you're the devil. Chiapa, I want you to sign something for me. You are amazing. That's that was a That was a great moment. I laughed my ass off when I heard you scream that. Um, and it was. This was such a a, a well paced, brutal match. I love the psychology of it, as scripted as it was. With Johnny, you know, having finally destroyed Champa with that air raid, Champa getting taken off on the stretcher, like Johnny said he wanted him to do, and then Johnny going up and throwing off the refs and throwing off the officials and grabbing Champa on this gurney and taking him back down to the ring to inflict more punishment on him, to to handcuff him and beat him with a with a crutch. And, and throwing off referees right and left, beating up officials until Ciampa finally sneaks a, a DDT onto that exposed ring and over gets the, the one ropes. over the ropes, get the draping DDT and gets a one, two, three while still handcuffed. What an insane, insane! And All match. he did
1: was like lay on top of him like a big pile of laundry and just pin him down. He At was, the same time, start sobbing. It looked like he—he well, was... Well, he was
0: still completely messed up from from you know uh, the from the air raid. So it was, yeah, it was a fan absolutely intense. I mean, I I was pouring sweat by the end of this because it was so intense. They did both; these guys did such a good job selling these characters. And as I said, it it did feel in a lot of ways, very choreographed and scripted, but this is one time I didn't care who cares because it was so well done. Yeah, it was and the, and the emotion was there. And that's the important thing. The emotion was there in spades. What's so, next?
1: That's the question. God, someone's going to die. Yeah. I mean, this, do we, how do, we, do you do we get, take this one? Do we keep leveling this up or at some point do these two shake hands and move on? Maybe they go to the main roster
0: and we have uh, they fight each other with dick punches. Oh man. Oh, Johnny Gargano, this is your life. Right. No, here's the thing. I don't know what they're going to do next. I was thinking about that when this was over. I'm like, how do you, where do you go from here? Where do you go? You guys literally almost killed each other. Multiple times. Multiple times. Um, I I mean, how do you have another match? And they're going to have to. There's got to be a redemption arc for Johnny Gargano. He went to the dark side as we thought he would. That's true. He went to the dark side here. So how do, you, how do you bring him back?
1: He's got to overcome this. You know, he'd come mm-hmm. back from the dark side and overcome this defeat, yep. you know? Yep. So, yeah. Do th- we go to Brooklyn with this? Th- it almost sets and itself And if up. so,
0: what? Like, yeah. what do they do? Best of, like, best of three falls? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. They'll kill each other. You know? They'll
1: absolutely murder That's each other. That's what
0: I'm saying. But here's the thing. The only... So, okay. This match, great. It was fantastic. Let's... You mentioned something early, early, early in the show uh long before we've talked about all these things where you mentioned Okada and Omega getting 7 stars by getting Meltzer getting 7 stars by Meltzer yeah. and I and you thought this match was better than their uh, 2 out of 3 falls match uh yes okay i do and and is that because of the emotion involved
1: mm, somewhat but some of the things that they were doing. And I, I almost want to say that it's part of like, there's part of WWE that really doesn't work this dangerously sometimes. Even though. Oh, oh no. This was a very dangerous match. Even, right. Even though a lot of the stuff, you know, you can tell uh, there were the, the table spot. Spoiler alert, kids. The table spot, there were pads underneath it sure, uh, on the it air raid that you can see where it was taped around oh, and all barely. that. Barely. Fine. But at the end of the day, Man, this was brutal as hell. I really enjoyed this. It was the cu- not yet the culmination, but it's been this long running story for a year now. So I don't want to hear about these long storylines in New Japan that WWE doesn't have. But I thought this was a way better match than Okada versus Omega.
0: You know, and here's the thing I actually, I'm going to take the opposite point. I do think Okada versus Omega 3, or 4, excuse me, was the superior match in terms of technical ability um, they, and, and on, on every level. The only, the only place I give this credit is the emotion. And that comes from the fantastic storytelling of these two guys. This is a blood feud. This is a hatred feud. And Okada and Omega is a professional feud, right? It's two guys who as from from a professional standpoint are competitive with each other. These are two guys who want to kill each other. And that's two very different kinds of storytelling. But when you break down the actual technical aspects of the match, Okada and Omega had a better match. When you break down just the emotional investment, yeah, you're damn right. I was way more emotionally invested in this, and I still am. And and for that, I mean, if you come down to who was the better feud, that's going to come down to my brain versus my heart because my heart goes with Gargano and Champa, my brain goes with Okada Omega. That's and it's it's you know what it is. It's it's also uh, in terms of like prestige, I guess. Uh, the the what I was thinking when I was watching it was, you know, this is like. It's like it's like the the cinema 2007. All right, what won best picture that year? Uh, it was No Country for Old Men. Okay, right, and one of the other nominees was There Will Be Blood. Okay, those are both technical masterpieces. Yes, and they should have been nominated for Oscars. Yes, but man, I love The Dark Knight that year. The Dark Knight is just an all time great movie. That's a good, a really you know what good I mean? analogy. And really, really good analogy. And that's kind of what this is to me. Is you know, am I going with like, can I sit back and be like, this is a very technically well-made movie or am I going, this movie freaking kicks ass, you know? And then main roster would be like, I don't know, Spider-Man three or something, Pirates of the Caribbean Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> or super bad or some other movie from that year. But my point is, is that, you know, that's, that's kind of how I parse these two and rating system aside. You know, it's it's almost like two different scales for me. Is how and how I'm invested versus you know whether it's I'm thinking about how I'm invested, or whether I'm feeling how I'm invested.
1: Yeah, I think it's subjective. Subjective to the individual viewer as oh, well. Oh, completely, completely, uh, as as to what they're invested in. So I am definitely invested in this because of the whole thing breaking down last year in Chicago and we've been waiting with bated breath for this feud for the better part of a year. And yeah. finally we're getting what we've been waiting for. And we're still and in the, the middle of it. It's a, a more amazing than we thought it would be. And we're still going to get more of it. I don't know. I, th- I love being right about this.
0: We both called this as the, uh, the feud of the year and nothing is topping this no. right now as far no. as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. So I, I, Overall, fantastic takeover. Again, I mean, they maintain this quality by just not having the schedule of the main roster. They get the the whole little tour before the shows to to practice a lot of these matches and figure out what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so we just get and the, the 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 depth of the show. It's only five matches, two hours. They get a long time to work. So that's, I mean, they're keeping up an incredible quality level for takeovers. I, I actually feel bad for Money in the Bank going second this weekend. Uh, and I watched it second. You watched it the other way around.
1: I did because I was busy Saturday night doing some stuff, uh, and I could not watch uh, NXT Takeover live. I will say this: after, if there was about an hour straight where my phone did not stop dinging uh, <laughs> after this uh, Champa and uh, and Gargano match, <laughs> holy smokes, you guys were active uh, oh, on Saturday night. I wanted to talk night. to you
0: about it so badly. Woo! And, no,
1: uh, Jesus. Facebook messages and posts and texts and emails and all kinds of stuff just blowing my phone up, and I'm going. I really need to go watch this. But my intention was to watch Money in the Bank first and have the nice the nice NXT palette climb. <laughs>
0: The tiramisu yes. of NXT, if yes. you will. Well, speaking of Facebook Messenger and text and all that stuff, we got to remind everyone to go to our Facebook discussion group because we do have a lot of great discussion going on on there. That's where all the
1: magic happens. That was
0: everyone was talking about it during the show. Thank you, everyone, for for pitching in. I wanted to talk more on there, but I didn't want to spoil it for old Nikki there.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and I didn't I didn't mean to like put a kibosh on anybody talking about stuff when I posted. <laughs> Just that, stay so. off of the, the group, I, man. I can't because I love you play. guys. I love you guys. Let I the, love hanging let out. The let let the kids hang
0: play. Out. play if you can't watch the show on time, you bum. But yes, join us over there. Uh, We will be coming back later this week with our regularly scheduled broadcast talking about the fallout of these two monster pay-per-views on Raw and SmackDown and NXT. We'll also be talking about 205 Live. We're going to talk about New Japan because the G1 blocks were announced. (laughs) Were they really? Yes, they were, Nick. Oh, and I am, I am the excite. Drama is a brewing over boy. in Japan. Oh boy! Um, I'm going to talk about progress. Ring of Honor. We'll talk. I, I want to talk about Impact this week. Uh, Impact's been definitely coming up, like getting better and better. Lucha Underground. We got to go over. A lot of stuff to talk about. So come back and check out our weekly show later on this week.
1: Yes. Come over. Follow us on Twitter at BWO Podcast. And hey, guys, if you like what we're doing here, head over to Patreon.com/slash BWO throw a couple of bucks in the tip jar for us and let us know what you think also head over to iTunes Facebook or the new Podchaser.com. throw up a review give us five stars let us know what you think we love hearing the feedback from all of you guys and lastly if you want to pick up some sweet swag to rock and let everyone know that we are your favorite wrestling podcast head over to orbitaljigsawcom slash store grab a t-shirt phone case hoodie you name it all that good stuff but I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Podcasts.
0: And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details
1: and show notes from each episode, check us out. orbitaljigsaw.com.